Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a good week gone by, for all the new things we have learned, for all the times we have been challenged, for the situations we've been pushed in the corner. For all the spiritual battles we have encountered, Lord, you have never left our side. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing every single day in our lives, in our ministry, and in our spiritual journey with you. You are uncovering new opportunities. You are revealing more and more of yourself and your ways to us. You are taking us on that journey with you, the journey of light and life. We thank you, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for this new week that we have commenced yesterday. The new work week today. For all that lies ahead during this week, all the plans that we have made, all the things we are considering, all the opportunities, all the challenges, all the baggages that we carry, every cause of worry as well, Lord. We surrender it before you at your feet. We submit to you, Lord. And we come to draw and drink from you again to receive of that strength that will help us stand up and resist all the wiles of the enemy. The wisdom that will help us with direction ahead. The path we must take, the choices we must make. The words we must speak. We thank you, Father, that you show us that way. And the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts when we come to you in our secret place. We share that with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all Christians everywhere that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits, Lord. That out of that quickening, your glory is revealed to them, the truth that sets them free. And as we make our prayer, we call on your name, knowing that everyone that calls on your name shall not end up in shame, for you are the one, oh Father, that are faithful. You are the great I am that created everything in the universe. It is you who dwell in the midst of the cherubims. It is you who draw us to yourself. You are the preserver of men. It is you who lead us in the way we should go and the one whose hand who is not short to redeem us. We pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us to call God our father, the one who is our advocate, advocate seated at the right hand of the father. He is the way to the father, the truth and the life. Our rock, our refuge, the foundation of our Christian experience, the lion of Judah, the rider on the white horse who leads us on the day of battle. Our daily bread feeds our spirit every single day, the word himself. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of victory, the spirit of El Shaddai, the hand of the creator that has made his tabernacle within our body and now gives life to our spirit. The one who partners with us to bring revelation, to quicken our understanding. The one who shows us the way of life ahead, the breath of the Father given to us. 
We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word in your spirit. You have blessed us with the gifts of angels and destiny help us. We thank you, Lord, that you provide all our needs, our physical needs in accordance with your riches. You are the one who are able to make every grace abound towards us. We thank you, Lord. For your mercy that you renew for us every single day. Thank you, Jesus. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, this praying family. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters or spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption over each of these, Lord, the ones whom you have called your faithful people. In the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in, your spoke, in our spoken word as we proclaim your word. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth, and each of us declares this this day, that it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire, and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Today we reflect on the covenant of the blood of Jesus. So we are continuing on blood covenant from yesterday, where we saw that the old covenant required blood sacrifices. And they had to be offered daily and periodically by the priests. You see references of that when the ordinances were put up in the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy. We've seen that the blood was required. We've seen it in Abraham's case. We've then seen it in Moses' case as well. The Israelites in bondage in Egypt where they ate the Passover after sacrificing the lamb and they put the lamb's blood on their doorposts. But Jesus came to establish a new and a better covenant. He even made a better sacrifice. And this was acceptable to God, just like Abel's sacrifice was over Cain's sacrifice. It was one made with his own blood. That of an ageless lamb, not a one-year-old lamb. And in this case, he himself being the high priest, going to the Holy of Holies and then opening up the door for us, the path to the Holy of Holies. And you can read more about the blood covenant 
in Hebrews chapter 9. And this covenant essentially was for forgiveness of sins, for ratification of the covenant with men that God was seeking. In fact, offering of redemption. And then the promise, that is a promise of salvation. And that's why at his memorial meal in Matthew 26, we see that Matthew 26 was 27 and 28. When Jesus sat down to eat with his disciples, he said, take this cup and drink of it. It is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And eventually when he went up on the cross, it was this blood that brought the veil in the temple to be torn into access to the Holy of Holies once again to men. And if you look closely, the Last Supper too was a memorial meal of the Passover. And Jesus on the same lines instituted a new memorial meal this time when he said, do this in memory of me. the breaking of bread and sharing. So what was his covenant by the blood? It was shed for the forgiveness of sins, for atonement, for salvation. Now what did Jesus mean when he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood? When you drink of it, when you accept it through faith, you become one with him. And his blood speaks for you. Let's look at a few other things. What else does the blood do for you now? Ephesians 2 verse 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So his blood draws you nearer to God. Romans 8 verse 38 and 39 says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So it has not only brought you nearer, it has kept you permanently within the love of God. Now nothing can separate you from him. So the blood unites us with God. We've seen that the veil in the temple was torn, giving you access, reconnecting. Revelations 12 verse 11 says, they overcame the accuser by the blood of the lamb. So overcoming is the other part that the blood plays. No accusations can stand against you. And you can link this to Isaiah 54 verse 17 as well as we discussed earlier. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. What else? Luke 23, verse 34. He said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The blood brought us mercy, forgiveness, 
And now that he is seated at the right hand of the, of the Father interceding for us, it also brought grace. Unmerited favor. What else? Romans 5 verse 9 says, we have been justified by his blood. So justification, not just grace, not just forgiveness. You are justified. You are made righteous and free from guilt by the blood. Another one is protection. Just like in Exodus 12, during the Passover, where the Israelites put the blood on their doorposts. And we use this in our prayer as well. Every day with this understanding is why you should use it. So that you can cover a person or plead the blood of Jesus over them. And that is where protection comes from. We call it and we say we draw the bloodline around us and we declare this as our hedge of protection. In our prayer, we also say I soak this person in the blood of Jesus and seal them in the name of Jesus. All of these justification, mercy, protection come together. What else? Healing. Isaiah 53 verse 5, 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes and wounds, and the blood that flows out of it, that brings healing. So you can lose the blood of Jesus, or you can apply it over a person while praying for them. So it's not only marking the doorpost as protection, it's applying the blood of Jesus that brings restoration and healing. The other one is sanctification, and you can see that in Hebrews 10 verse 10. Ephesians 1 verse 7 and 8 talks about redemption, salvation. And lastly, Revelations 1 verse 5 and 6 says, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests. To serve his God and Father. So once again, we are brought back to what we started with. God's plan for mankind to be a kingdom of priests, royal priesthood, right from Adam. One that communes with God and one who's been granted dominion over the earth realm. That is what Jesus came to bring. That is the true essence of John 10.10. 10. Are you seeing how this has been achieved through his blood? When you look at all the different things that that blood can do for you. And then you plead the blood with that understanding. In this blood of the new covenant. can bring transformation, can bring renewal. And that covenant is his blood, unilateral. The only thing we need to be doing is what Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 says, believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth. So we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. Then he says, you shall be saved. 
the covenant immediately applies to us. The blood covenant of Jesus. And when we have this understanding, you can use it in your prayer in any kind of battle. And that blood speaks for you. He takes over your battle. This is very important. Brother Vivek has done a detailed teaching on the blood covenant as well during one of our early Friday Bible study sessions. You can refer to that teaching on our YouTube channel there as well, where he covers it in a lot more detail. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray to let your light shine on each of our hearts. Open up our understanding, Lord, and pour out your wisdom into it so that when we understand the use of your covenants in our lives and how we can claim them, then this becomes our system of advantage in any battle that we stand in, knowing that through these covenants, and remembering that you are unchangeable and you are ever faithful. Whatever you have said that will, you will do it. We are able to use this system of advantage to rise out of any challenging situation, any storm that may have surrounded us, any battle that seems extremely difficult where we do not know what to do as well. Open up our understanding, Father, on how we can build our arsenal for warfare with this understanding of what you have offered us through authority and this teaching that we have had in the series the last five Fridays and then through your covenants, applying your covenants with that authority. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. For all families that are facing any kind of division or separation. We pray, Lord, for each of us that are battling all kinds of strongholds in our lives. We ask for revealing a revelation of those strongholds, Father. Many that are sitting hidden and still secretly controlling parts of our life. Let that be brought out into the open, Father. It is you, Holy Spirit, who reveal the deep and secret things. It is you who make them bright as noonday. And it is you who provide the strategy to rise above. I ask for that direction, Father. And we cover each one of these that are part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Lord. We declare every yoke of the enemy broken. Let there be a releasing of your yoke-breaking anointing, Father. Release of your spirit. That there is a stirring in each of our hearts that that light of your glory, the truth, breaks every spell of darkness. That there is a release. That there is freedom. There is transformation. Irreversibly. If we do not go back. 
to any such and give any such opportunity to that darkness to return anymore. We pray also, Lord, for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved, that have not yet seen your truth. Let there be a quickening in their hearts this day, Father. Let your glory be revealed. Let it bring testimonies. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other, we believe that what we have agreed as touching upon, that the Father will heaven, in heaven will do for us when we ask it in the name of Jesus. This was Jesus' promise to us in Matthew 18, 19. Lord, we stand by it. We believe we have received and we release our faith, expecting that outcome as we have spoken it as we have declared it and heralded it. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara kaya the <laughs> Shanagia <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we were praying, the image that the Lord gave me was him on the cross with his blood dripping down. And the words he said was, one drop of my blood is all it takes to heal my hurting world. And the scripture I've been given is from 1 Peter 1, verses 18 and 19. You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your fathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13 to 15, quoted from the NIV. And this, in real essence, is what the covenant is all about um, when you get to you know, deeper reflection on these three verses. And I'm going to read them for you. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean. Sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God. Cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom, to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Worth reflecting on again in your personal prayer. And the second one is quoted from Ephesians 2 verse 12 and 13, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ. Excluded from citizenship in Israel, 
and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without god in the world but now in christ jesus you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of christ amen thank you jesus If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, many, many families do use those reflections, his reflections in their family prayer as well. If you are being blessed by them, as well as the Friday Bible teachings and the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, please share them with family and friends. Share links for them to join on Zoom and YouTube during live sessions. Or if the timings are not suitable, they can also pray with the recording. We have recordings for these sessions stored on YouTube, on our Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. You can look up the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. And at the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Thank you Russell.